Welcome to the Deuce Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. Groovy hip and right on, Jeremy. Groovy hip and right on. Yes. Hippity doodah, right? <laughs> Groovy hip and right on. Indeed. All right. Yeah. Everything's swell. And why am I talking like that, Jeremy? Because it's the beginning of the new year, but that's not necessarily why I'm talking like that. We decided that we were going to start this new year off with a bunch of picks. My pick. And your pick. It's true. Making us pickers. We like to pick. Yeah. Sometimes I pick. Sometimes you pick. It's true. We do. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to be a picker too? I don't and know. You're probably dating yourself with that. <laughs> I am. I'm dating myself with that. Sure. Anyway, it is my pick this week. Um, I picked the sequel to the Brady Bunch movie called um the very brady sequel or a very brady sequel um yeah and why did i choose this you ask uh basically because a lot of stuff that we've done uh (laughs) that i wanted to choose we've actually already done um i like comedy i like talking about comedy um and so i wanted to see if this held up um and um uh, during our conversation, you'll uh, probably understand that I think some of it does and some of it doesn't. Um, and I think maybe you might agree with me a little bit. You might uh, not agree with me, Jeremy. I don't know. Yeah, I would. Yeah. But yeah. You're not a fan of these movies anyway. No, I'm not. And I, you know, but I really like the first one. And um, and I don't really remember watching a lot of the second one as much as the first one but uh i have seen both i you know i think i'm the other way around i think i've seen the second one like oh no. so many times here's what i say about these movies the first one is the most quotable yes and this one is the most memeable meaning that True. there's so many like looks that the actors give yeah not like they were going to be like mm, you know it's 1996 you know, I think I'm going to be a meme. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think uh, when you see a lot of memes with the Brady Bunch movies, uh, there's a good chance it's going to be this one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it might be the first one, but the first one is just so quotable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This movie was, um, like I said, out in 1996, one year after the first movie. You know that came out. really that really surprises me. It really surprises me too. But I, the first I one was a hit. I thought this one came out quite a bit later, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, ninety six. Like I, I don't know. That just really. I I thought it came yeah. a lot later in the timeline. This movie was directed by Arlene Sanford, who does a lot of television. Um, a lot of Ally McBeal. She did Boston Legal. Yes. She did a lot of... Um, God, there's another thing. Oh, uh, Desperate Housewives. Mm. Stuff like that. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there, there is certain... Um, not like unprofessionalism, because there is professionalism in this movie. But there's more of a... Um, like a greenness to a feature film. Like put together of a feature film, do you know what I mean? There's more like a, the it just seems more like for like a TV show instead of a movie. Well, but I think but it's, it's based on a TV show, yeah. so it's always. But I think that's I think it's supposed to, and I actually think that's I think that's more, um, I think 
putting that that TV producer, TV director in this scenario of doing this film, I think is actually plays to their favor because it's supposed to be a cheesy right. I agree TV show, and right. and actually it's interesting because there's. As you saw, there was like a the scene with where I think it's Munch. <laughs> we you think know, it's like, Munch. Yeah. Well, they, they yeah. have like a cop, you know, a cop drama thing. And the camera work is Richard Belzler. Yeah. yeah. With Richard Belzler and everything. Comic, the, the, the uh, camera work is different. And I think that's just the person being aware of like, hey, yeah. here's another TV direction. No, style. I don't think the direction is the, the weak point of the movie. I actually mm. think it's the writing is the weak part of the movie. Yeah, I would agree. But that's just me. But we'll talk about that. But do we have a plot synopsis? Uh, we we do. did. Uh, the Brady's, the Brady's are, are. Oh, okay. I thought you had one. No, go oh, ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, after you. No, 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 go ahead. The Bradys are surprised when a man claiming to be Carol's long-lost first husband shows up at their home. Before long, his strange actions cause them to question his motives. Uh, all of the cast, pretty much all the cast from the first movie shows back up, uh, reprising their roles, including Shelley Long as Carol Brady, uh, Gary Cole as Mike Brady, uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes, who uh, you might know from The Little Mermaid, played Prince Eric. Yes, yeah. Um, plays Greg Brady, and uh, Christine Taylor, who uh, was married to Ben Stiller and was on the kid show Hey Dude on Nickelodeon. Hey Dude. Hey Dude. Melody. Uh, she plays Marsha Brady. Um, and, of course, the uh, the other ones. We do have a new character that comes in. Tim Matheson, who plays Roy Martin. Uh, also, is he Roy or is he not Roy? Ooh. We'll find out. But uh, So, Roy is basically a con artist. Yeah. Who is... Um, there's this uh, the horse that you see in all the old TV shows, right? Yes. Yeah. It's up for auction at the beginning of the movie, and they're like, oh, it's going for $20 million. And they're like, there's only one other one in the world. And it's never been found. And it's never been found, but uh, Tim Matheson and his buddy find it, and he sends it to his... I'm sending it to my ex-wife. And then we see, does anyone else know where the other one's at? And it's flashes to the Brady house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that was funny. It I is. Mean. Like, I think, and you're right, like, at the beginning of the movie, yeah. it's funny because you have two people, like, almost like Indiana Jones style, mm-hmm. like, tri- you know, uh, kind of making their way through the jungle and <laughs> digging up this archaeological find, and you hear, like, as they're climbing on this boat, the, the one, uh, the one archaeologist is like well i sent it to my to my wife wherever mm-hmm. it'll be safer that way and he's like damn it the other guy is and he climb he uh cuts the fuel line to the boat and, and gets off of it and mm-hmm. swims back to shore uh you know and then later we learn that yeah you know carol's hus- first husband is lost at sea that they think that's where he died yeah. i mean look this movie i mean um, plot's not the 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 aspect of these movies, right? Right. I mean, it's it's based on the Brady Bunch, which itself 
had cheesy plots to begin with. Yes. I really don't want to talk a lot about the plot of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. The guy tries to calm them. He tries to find the horse that uh, the kids spill uh, grape juice on or whatever. Yes. That they need to go get cleaned because Carol is uh, going to um, give it up for a auction like a for yeah, like a for the women's or something. Like league or something. Yeah. Right? Um, and so it just hijinks involve with the kids. What doesn't work for me this in this movie that worked for me in the first movie is the fact that like I enjoyed the fish out of water part of the first movie. Yeah. And the way that they, they brought the 90s uh, mixture of the comedy to the 70s of the uh, the Brady's. Yes. And the miscommunications or the funniness that that can bring uh, with itself. Yeah. And this is just kind of like bits and pieces of the kids uh, mixed in with Tim Matheson trying to get the statue. Yes. And, I, and some of it works and some of it doesn't. I think it's almost because it's and and honestly, neither one of them quite works for me in, in that way. Like, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, you know, in the first one, you like you said, you got the fish out of right. water aspect. First one was written by the but, Turners, who, who are very much in the vein of, they wrote a lot of sitcoms. You got the Cosby Show, yes. you know, Roseanne, like, uh, like stuff like that. Um, home improvement, you have that feel to it. Yeah. Where they they know how to write a joke. Yes. These people, I feel like they were like, oh, we need to write this real quick and get it out. Um, and so sometimes it doesn't, it needed rewritten. It, yeah. In a it way. felt like, it felt like they were mainly just, it. it's almost like the reverse fish mm-hmm. out of water. Yeah. Like we, we really have, even when Mike Brady goes somewhere or mm-hmm. like, the family goes somewhere. Yes, they're like weird because they're vintage, but there was only like outside of Tim Matheson's character, there was maybe like one scene I could really think of where they were like, You guys are weird. Yeah. Like most of it is if people just kind of accept them as the, as the weird braids. Yeah. yeah. Um but Tim Matheson was the only one who was like, What? You guys are nuts. You yeah. know, and and so that's what I think what it doesn't work for me about this movie is that it is it's basically an episode of the Brady Bunch, mm-hmm. an extended episode of the Brady. It Bunch really is instead of one person who's fish out of water instead of yeah, and that was that doesn't work for me as well. This movie seems to uh, be parroting the later seasons of the Brady Bunch as opposed to the first one. That's yeah. more of the. Uh, pork chops and applesauce. Yeah. Kind of like bit of the the first movie. Um, some of my favorite lines in the first movie are like, um, this is a car, Jack. Oh, this is this is a car, but my name's not Jack. It's Greg. Yes. Like, that's a funny line. Yes. And I wanted more of that in this. And you just kind of lose it because I think we're focusing on the Tim Matheson character. Not that Tim Matheson is doing a bad job no. in this movie at all. I think one of the main aspects of this movie is everyone is acting great. Like everyone yes. has their character down. Yes. Everything is perfect. Bitch perfect. They're looking. Their looks are funnier than the lines. Yes. And I think, like... I laughed more at that. Everybody does. And it's not just the looks. It's, like, mm-hmm. their intonation of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. 
Shelley Long yes. doing her bit, like it's hilarious. Like they got the mannerisms down. Like it made me laugh every time. Like Shelley Long is putting sugar in her coffee, mm-hmm. and she always pours it for like twenty minutes. 20 it minutes. happens like two or three times, yeah. and, and she's uh, always smiling. But but that's Florence Henderson mm-hmm. did that. You know, it was just a cheesy setup. But so I think like everybody, all of the actors do really well mm-hmm. in setting the tone for their character, their reactions and everything else. The kids like, are great. Yes. Like Everyone. So if, if you were going to do spot on, if you were going to do an episode of the Brady Bunch, like they did an excellent job. Yeah. And so like if I, it, the things with like the story being kind of weak and, and, you know, it basically just being a long Brady Bunch episode, that doesn't work for me. But the thing I do get pleasure from in this movie is watching those actors recreate yeah. these characters and not only just recreate them, but like they have their own kind of spin on the stuff. Like, like Gary Cole, mm-hmm. who is a, a master anyway, like yeah. he, when he does his Mike Brady, he gets those Mike Brady speeches down really well. Yeah. But they might not the, be written well. But the difference but he is, delivers them great. But, but I think he knows they're not written. Well. Yes, and I because agree. Because the original ones weren't either. They're not written. No, but like they were not written well the right way. These were not yes. written well just because they needed to be edited to have yeah. more of the tone correct. Right. But Gary Cole, he delivers it with a confidence, but mm. also this weird confusion to it where you're yeah. like. What? And it plays really well. I think that they're having more fun in this movie. I do too. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's a scene that I did laugh. Well, I laughed at a couple of scenes. Chuckles are are like, not really belly laughs. Yes, yeah. Chuckles. Um, That uh, Alice finds mushrooms uh, that uh, that, uh, Roy has, like magic mushrooms. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, they just put it in there. Yeah. So she makes spaghetti uh, with mushrooms, and then she eats some, too. And Roy gets, you know, tripped. He trips uh, from the magic mushrooms, and she's, well, time to go to bed. And she walks into the refrigerator. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to my room. And she's like, well, <laughs> and then she walks out of it, like a scene later. Yeah. I don't know why I think that's funny, because it's just so absurd. Yeah. And it's almost like I need a, it's almost like it doesn't know the comedy at once. To give, like, do I do absurd? Do I do slapstick? Do I do, like, tongue-in-cheek? Do I do one-liners? It's almost like they're mixing everything in. For some reason, it worked correctly, I think, because of the story the first Mm -hmm. time. But it's, it's almost like the characters we want to have more to do don't do enough. Yes. Like, Jan in the first movie is a breakout star. Yes. And I feel like you're not using her correctly. Yeah. Or enough in, in the movie. In this one, they were like, what if we just make you super ridiculous? Yeah. Yeah. But but that was also, um, like, why can't I never, is it Jennifer Cox? Something like who? that? Who? I'm trying to remember her name. Yeah, Jennifer Elise Cox, who plays Jan Brady. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She also, that's kind of like her comedy. She does that with her comedy anyway. That was always kind of her style. Was this more like... She she tried doing a like Saturday Night Live kind of sketch show. It wasn't live, I don't think, but like so they tried filming it, and it was like supposed to be things they were like okay. parroting out of the news, 
And it was horrible. Because you just kept seeing Jam Brady or No, it was just because it was horrible. Okay. But they were like uh like they did the dead Hollywood squares where it was dead actresses. Oh, this died. is something that that was on like Fox that yeah. was trying to rival Saturday Night Live with the girl that was Chloe from Twenty Four, I think you're talking about. Yeah. If yeah. I remember the show yes. that you're Referencing. Yep, that's the one. It was kind of not and good. And Frank Caliendo, it was like yeah. one of like four failed shows he was yes. on before it got <laughs> Mad TV. Before he was on Mad TV. Yeah, he he did a bit where the Dead Hollywood Squares, he played Chris Farley. Great. And said, I'm dead and I'm still not funny. Yeah. And then like crashed through a thing. And I was just like, bye. Yeah. And that was like, it, people were just like, this sucks. Yeah, well, you know. I didn't realize she was on that. Yeah, she was. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Where was I going with? Oh, there's another scene where they're trying to um, decide who's going to get the attic. So they build a, a, a large um, you know, a card, a house of cards. Yes. Like contest. To see who wins. And then uh, like uh, like a baseball or a ball falls and then uh, Marsha Brady goes, oh, my nose. But it didn't even hit her. Yeah. It was like far away from her. <laughs> my nose. I thought that was great. Like, I'm just like, that's what I want. Yeah. I think I want more absurd because it is supposed to be absurd. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And this ushered in the whole idea of rebooting the the whole hey we're gonna rebuke chips we're gonna do Dukes of Hazard we're yeah. gonna do all these TV shows yeah. and reboot them um, because it kind of did work a little bit with the first movie but it's almost like it's just not quite there in this movie yeah you know and I think the ones like the fish out of water things I think are a lot I think are I think the first Brady Bunch movie mm. was more mean spirited. You think the first Brady Bunch is more I think the first one was a little bit more I think this one is more. Really? Yeah. See, I think the first one yeah. means because, because the jo- the some of the jokes don't work for me. For instance, I did not I think the fact that you give Marsha and Greg the like incest jokes yeah. and that's all they're doing. Yes. Like that's all their jokes for the whole movie. Yeah. Is not only cringy to me, but I think it's just really hurtful and very wrong and very like not done correctly. Yeah. You I, know what I mean? I think and it's, it's done too much to where I'm like, we get it. You know? I, I think it's It could have been just been like a sight gag thing. Yeah. I think to me it's cringy, but it's not mean spirited so much as like mm. I think well so so hear me out. Like I think in the first one I think it's mean-spirited because here's a, a small group of people where everyone around them is like... I think friends. Mike McKeon's character is a, is a little like... Yeah. Bleh. Go back on the Swiss Miss package. Yeah. It's funny, but it's mean. But everybody around but, them is... Are like, you guys are freaks yeah. or whatever. And the same... I would argue the same thing with the Beverly Hillbillies movie. It was the same kind oh, of... Oh, shit. I forgot they even made that. Yeah, show. right? Where shit. everybody was like... You guys are freaks and, you know, whatever for being who you are. This one, I don't... Was that after the Brady Bunch movie? I think... Because I just want to think know. that, like, this movie kind of had Spawned that... a bunch of that. ...bad reason of spawning yeah. stuff. I honestly do not know, but I will find out. Um, so... But I think this one is not as mean-spirited. Like, he still has some... Uh, like mean jokes and whatever. Uh, 
But I think it makes him the asshole. It makes Roy. It makes Roy the the, the bad guy. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I don't get the feeling that they're freaks because even when they go to the pool, when they go to wherever, like people kind of are like, uh, what's wrong? But they're not. It's because they're just goofy. It's not because that's where I lost. Even though it is might be mean spirited. That's why the better comedies at in a way. Sorry to say that. And I'm not like like the most cynical person, but I feel like, you know, when you have the truthfulness of the not I don't even think it's mean spirited I think it's just kind of you know for the 90s of, of what what do you do uh, Beverly Hillbillies came out in 1993 oh wow Brady so Bunch this Moon kind of came out in 1995 so there you go that's crazy to me I yeah. feel like this movie ushered in more maybe it's because this was more of a success yeah well I think I think this one was Beverly Hillbillies was like Hey, this is our own, uh, you know, this is our own story and whatever. Like, it wasn't supposed to be like, they were like, you're freaks because they were country people living in wherever. And that was basically the premise of the original Beverly Hillbillies. They were. Do you know what? The reason why I think this movie doesn't work as well for me, I feel like once, once they hit a joke in the movie, it's almost like every time they said a joke, everything stalled. It paused for laughter. Yeah, they paused for laughter. In the first in the first movie, it's like they hit a joke. They hit a joke. They hit a joke. Yes, right? The pacing keeps, is the different. pacing was faster. This movie just felt like they were just like, and look to the audience because we're gonna mug. And I'm like, and that might be a director's choice. Oh, or the actor's choice. I don't know, you know? They, they did. They paused for laughter. And part of me was like if you're going to do that, you need to put a laugh either, track. either add a laugh track or tighten it up because this is not TV. Right. You know, um, but no, I agree. I was, I thought that was weird too. Yeah. There was a couple times when like somebody would say a joke or like Shelly Long would do like a funny, like mm-hmm. go kind of like, yeah, she would, which mug. was great, but I was just it like, it was good, but like it was so long, but it felt and sometimes awkward. Yeah. Like an awkward silence. Does that make sense? Like, it just was, like, where it didn't need to be. Like, the Brady Bunch is not awkward, you know, but I don't know. That's just me. So, there are um, a couple cameos that we did find in this movie. Um, Florence Henderson was not in this movie, uh, and she was kind of angry about that. Yeah. Because, um, well, she felt like she should be part of something because this is something that she's done. She's made a name. She was Grandma Brady in the first one. Yeah, she was was in the first one, so she's like, I gotta be in this one. And I'm like, no, thank God they didn't do... I actually am glad they didn't do that, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it was done already. But then, by doing that, make sure you do better cameos. Yeah. Because I don't think Zsa Gabor and Rosie O'Donnell as, like, the goofy, odd couple that are at the... And why are they at the women's? Like I don't know. This yeah, is dumb. it made no sense. <laughs> it made no sense um, at all. It was yeah. They were awkward. RuPaul was great, but RuPaul is all like from the first movie. This again is another character that's that's built on, and basically she's kind of playing RuPaul as a guidance counselor anyway. Yes. But then we do get the whole Moesha, Moesha, Moesha. Yeah. Where thing, they where she has three kids. Where she has three kids, yeah. and yeah, it's funny, but it's only funny once. Because you hear it, you've heard it so many times when talking about the Brady Bunch movies. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah like it was that um and it was more like less cameo and more just referential yeah it was referential um and i i laughed when i heard it the first time but like when i go back i'm just like yeah could have made it more obvious like when they spoiler alert everybody the the, uh at the end yes so uh roy turns out to be uh the real roy's right Uh, is trevor yeah it's his assistant trevor who went to jail for doing all this he was the one who sabotaged the boat and uh he by this point he's kidnapped uh he's kidnapped mrs brady carol and uh She's escaped in Hawaii, and she's you know making her way wherever. Yeah, and she runs. It comes onto the property of uh, Higgins. Basically, we, we basically think it's Higgins because they're in Hawaii, and we're like, God, this guy's Higgins. He must have. He must be John Hillerman. I don't know. He must have lived in Hawaii at the end, drinking fresca and yes. like, yeah. Um, I, I'll try to find his. He died in Houston. Did he? Yeah. Nah, yeah, he's I from, missed that he's guy. He's born, born, right. born and died in Texas. Oh, they're calling him Dr. Whitehead because he's the one that was going to buy the statue. Yes, his name was Dr. Whitehead. I'm going to assume maybe he's, you know, a dermatologist. <laughs> I don't know. The original Dr. Pimple. <laughs> That's my guess. But it's like, it's Higgins. And it's all like, yay. Yeah. We get Higgins. But then Higgins is like, well, my son, Gilligan. Yeah. Well, he, he said something about like, um, you know, Mrs. Brady explains what this guy is doing when he comes to sell it. And he's just like, That's a hot horse. You know, you, you don't own that. You stole it. Mm-hmm. And because of what you did. You know, my uh, my son, uh, my son, who was the first mate of that ship, was lost at sea. Now I may never see my son Gilligan again. Mm-hmm. And and of course, and Carol's like, and my husband, the professor. And I was just like, okay, like yeah. I laughed at it the first time because <laughs> I like interconnectivity like that. Right. So I like the the play into yeah. the woods, but but. Uh, I was also yeah. like, when I heard it again this time, I was like, eh, yeah. Like, it was like, it just didn't. Wasn't yeah, it's funny because it's a it joke again. that only lands once. And yeah. once you hear it, you're like, okay, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then it's I was the like, surprise well, is over. Why with. not show more with that mm-hmm. instead of. Uh, well, also, like, then spin off Gilligan's Island and be all like, then, then you show them, like, as a thought bubble, here they are on a des- desert island. And it's the Gilligan Island people, and they say one funny line, and then boom, you're back to the I don't know. Some other um, we said Josh Gabor and um, Rosie O'Donnell, who by the way said this was a mean spirited yeah. movie, but she well, was in it. She was she was talking with Florence Henderson yeah. on her show, and they both were complaining about how it was mean spirited. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rosie was in it, and Florence yeah. Henderson was mad because she wasn't in this one. So I'm just like, you guys just sound like jaded whatever yeah but there were some cameos in this that weren't necessarily 
relying on the fact of who they were. For instance, one of the lifeguards. By the way, Jimmy Fallon auditioned for one of the lifeguards. Oh, really? And did not get it. That's how much he. I think he probably kept laughing during the audition. And anyway, right directly yeah. into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and just laughing. Uh, one of these is if you're um, in uh, Arrow Universe. Uh, fan of the CW, one of the lifeguards is Diggle, the guy that plays Diggle yes. off the arrow, um, which we were like, you rewound it and you're like, was that Diggle? Yeah, he was so young. He was so young and skinny and like, hey, but he licked his lips like Diggle does kind of when he talks. Yeah. And the way he held himself. The way that like, he held oh himself. God. And I was like, that's Diggle. Um, and then Mrs. Brady goes and gets her hair cut. And the guy cutting her hair is David Spade as Sergio, the hairstylist. And Sergio kind of looks like uh, John Cryer as Ducky in uh, Pretty in Pink. Uh, only less gay than John Cryer. Sergio? As Sergio is yeah. David Spade, the haircut guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, although I yeah. was like, I was like, you know, David Spade, if you actually went with that look, because he had like a neck tattoo and whatever else, and I was like, if David Spade would have gone with that look, I think it would have worked for him, honestly. <laughs> no. I think so, if he'd have been more punk rocker-ish. Oh, yeah, the more punk rockish. but then we were just trying to decide. I, I think David Spade was on Saturday Night Live at the time, but I don't think he was necessarily, like, popular you know what I mean? Like he wasn't—he was still kind of a part-time player on Saturday Night Live when this movie came out. It came out in '95, right? Uh, '95, '90. Yeah. Well, it's probably was filmed in '95. Yeah. So yeah, but that's what I'm thinking. You know, um, I don't know. Um, but it's just another gay stereotype. Yeah, character. he was—he was on from 1990 to 2010. Yeah, but what I'm saying uh, is, like, the height sorry, of him was ni- not... Uh, 1990 to 1996. Wow. So this was after? No, it was during. This is during, but that's weird to me. So maybe this was the height of David Spade. Hey, we want you to play Sergio, the gay part or hair stylist guy. Well, but think, it's like, it's before... It's before Grown Ups. It's before... Yeah, before, um, like, Black Sheep and Tommy Boy. Yeah. Yeah, he you're right. to go do those. And, like, um, uh, before Just Shoot Me, before Dickie Roberts, before Joe Dirt. Like, it's... Yeah, even before I guess you're Emperor, right. Even before The Emperor's New Groove. Like... Yeah, the one it, thing about David Spade that wasn't... Like, he... It's not that he... Yeah. His popularity started after Saturday Night Live. Really? Um, because he really didn't have a lot of like recurring characters, yeah. except for that smarmy guy on uh, Weekend Update. But anyway, then uh, towards the end of the movie, um, spoiler alert: Barbara Eden shows up as the genie, as Mike Brady's as Mike Brady's wife, first wife, first wife was the genie. The genie. So wait, are your kids? I don't know. Magical? Are they with? Well, the genie? here's the thing. Yeah, that's true too but like it's also like um i think in i dream of genie um larry hagman was her third husband if i remember remember really yeah i think so i think it was the third or third owner like a third person oh, maybe you know yeah. to rub her lamp or something um Got oh and he rubbed a lamp all right <laughs> rub my lamp rub my lamp um, that's about it, really, for cameos. Yeah. You know? Um, and, you know, I want to say, too, 
because it's I, just they, they didn't use them correctly no no like, no like it was they were cute but again, yeah, it was cute. like one shot jokes because like it wasn't yeah. integrated enough um like you could have I'm okay but this was this was before you look at things with like massive combined universes like Marvel right. and all those things but like think about like they could have also been like hey we're gonna kick off the seven that's what I yeah, was trying to say reboot universe Gilligan's Island you do all yes. this and like that could have this could have been they still can and put these in could have been their the movie. fucking Avengers yeah <laughs> the so. Avengers of 70s uh, Sherwood Sports the Schwarzverse. <laughs> the Schwarzverse. Schwarzverse. May the Schwarzverse be with you. Uh, um, May it be with you, guys. <laughs> also, um, what was I going to say? You know, I want to. I also want to kind of like talk about too, like what happened with some of these other actors. Like, yeah, if you could do I that, because I really didn't look them up. Shelley Long, Gary Cole. You know what they've been up to? No, what has Shelley Long been up to? See, she actually, well, her character died in a. Um, Modern Family, Modern right? Family. Yeah, 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 she did that. She's been in... Gary Cole has been in Veep. was probably one of the yep. last and things. And did a lot of, like... He does a, a lot of voice, voice over. Acting. Yeah, voiceover. Yeah. I mean, he's he's still going yeah. very strong with stuff. Yeah, you know Gary Cole from Office Space. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, yeah. And, like, um, he was in... Uh, Talladega Nights and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah, he shows sure. back up with that. Yeah, he, sure. he wasn't that. Yeah, yeah. But like, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna yeah. look at just a couple of the others because uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes. Yes. Um, and voiceover, I, voiceover. Yes, actor. and I want to say, like, think about day like, by day. <laughs> think about like, there's a lot of Gary Cole does a lot of voiceover work. I knew Christopher Daniel Barnes did a lot of. Is Shelley Long? Uh, I don't think that. Speaking of voiceover does. work, Marie McCormick was the voice of uh, Kitty the character, uh, the doll. Oh yeah, was yeah. Uh, original Jan Brady, but yeah. the original Marsha Brady. Sorry. Um, but I was just like, okay, but it, it explains then too why, like, basically they're doing these impressions of these actors. They really are. So it makes sense. It yeah. makes sense that you would use a voice actor. So what about these other people? So yeah, I wanted to look into it a little bit more. So Christine Taylor, we kind of know she'd been doing well, a lot of Christopher Daniel Barnes first did, he's done shitloads of stuff, including like he's done, uh, different Spider-Man voices. He of course was Prince Eric. Like you said, from, uh, little mermaid, little mermaid. Um, he, he's just done a ton of things. He was the, uh, Spider-Man in the old, uh, Oh, he was, he was Peter Fox. Parker. Yeah, yeah. Peter Parker, Spider-Man in that one. Um, done a ton of stuff. Uh, and I was like, okay, well looking at, uh, well, Christine Taylor, I mean, she had more of a, there's that reboot of Hey Dude. <laughs> called hey Dudette. Hey Dudette. <laughs> Peter Cetera, who, no, I don't uh, think that's Peter Sutera was the lead singer of uh, Chicago. Su- Paul Sutera. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I keep wanting to say that. Paul Sutera. Uh, Did it all for the glory. He of- actually does more of not as much acting wise, but he's been a producer for years. Click on that guy. He looks exactly like. He's, he really is Sheldon Cooper. No, but he no. Well, yeah, but he looks looks like Peter Brady. Yeah, like even nowadays. Oh yeah, like, he I'm does. Like, yeah, he looks crazy. The same. But no, he's done he's done production work yeah. for many years. That I'm makes like, sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Lee Scott. We talked about her. Yeah, a bit. she she does a lot of good comedy stuff, but um, 
she actually uh, like she was on that city or that show Idiot Sitter that was out a while ago. Um, web therapy, like she's been on various shows. Um, you know, so she's she's always got stuff going on. Does a lot of comedy kind of things. Um, so you know, she's still kind of doing that as well. I was interested in so like uh, Jesse Lee Soffer, who uh, plays Bobby Brady, the little kid. Mm-hmm. He's a huge character on like all those Chicago shows, Chicago Met. Seriously, Chicago, Chicago PD. Chicago. Is he really? Yeah, he's been on. Uh, he he's been on like uh, one hundred and fifty one hundred and fifty episodes of Chicago yeah, yeah, yeah. PD. No, 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 you're fine. You know, twenty or thirty something of Chicago Med, twenty something. I of think Chicago I knew Fire. this because I think my friend Piper was all like, "Oh, that guy was filming something for it in Chicago because yeah. she lives in Chicago," and I was like, "Peter Brady from the Brady Bunch movie," and she and, laughed. And he was—he's been on—he was on five hundred and two episodes of As the World Turns. Like he was on, like he has been on tons of stuff. Oh, um, yeah. Jesus. He has 224,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, he by far, like, I'm just like, holy cow, that is not what I expected you were going to grow up and look like. No. <laughs> um, but the other one, too, I thought was kind of fun was Olivia Hack. She's done a lot of voiceover work, Cindy too. Brady is huge voiceover mm-hmm. actor. Um, and, of course, I was like, holy shit. Like, once I had read some of this, I was like, oh, I... I have heard her on things. So for mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who like ever watched like the she, uh, Legend of Korra, Legend of Korra, or uh, uh, no, uh, yeah, she was Ty Lee. Uh, so she was like, um, she was the girl who did like gymnastics and could cut off their powers and stuff like that. Um, I mean, she's done so much voiceover work. Um, she's done stuff for. Star Wars Clone Wars and uh, Star Wars Forces of Destiny and I mean just video game stuff and TV shows and all sorts of things like very much she she's kind of stepped away from doing like the in-person acting is from what I could tell and basically sticks with the voice acting stuff but yeah she does tons of it but it makes sense like here she was a little kid and she was basically doing a voiceover yeah. uh, like a voice with that with that list don't forget the, about who played alice nelson the tenriot mantle you might remember her as activist one in sex in the city <laughs> <laughs> that's her and uh the dead husband so actually the 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 real husband of carol Brady, i guess was played by whip hubley who uh was actually in uh, tales of the city and um, uh, also Hollywood on Top Gun, which is crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's crazy. You know, I was I was surprised that Henriette Mantel, like when I looked her up, that she didn't have. I'm pr- I'm really shocked that that's not like a groundlings, like uh, you know what yeah. I mean. Like it just seems like she's. But she also has does that a lot of improv. Background. She does a lot of production work too, mm. just like Paul Cetera. Mm. Or maybe she sings with Peter Sedera. <laughs> she can do both. I don't know. Should we do our five questions? I suppose. So. Uh, let's do it. 
All right. Let's do a Brie style. Um, I think I'll go for a walk. Hey. By the way, there are some musical numbers in this, like every Brady movie in it. Um, I enjoyed them, but I didn't think they were as fun as when, you know, they're on the escalator in the first movie. Yeah, they're very weirdly placed. They're very weirdly placed, but I enjoy them, but, yeah. you know, it's fun. What do you think is the grooviest part of this movie? <laughs> the grooviest? Hey, man, the grooviest part of this movie. Uh, well, we said it before, um, the acting... The comedy and the voice acting in this is amazing. The um, the the looks that everyone gives each other, and the fact that they're um, just hitting every mark correctly. But I think the undersung hero in this movie is Tim Matheson. I tell you, because um, he, um, he he's the guy that has to do the most work and gets the least credit in this movie. Because he kind of really has to play off of these, like you said, fish out of water character. Yes. Um. So actually, my favorite part of that is actually that for some reason, um, because I liked the scene where he's kind of like dragged with the Brady Bunch crew as they go to the mall. Yes. And they're all like dancing, and so he kind of ends up dancing with them. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It's enough to like kind of fall in love with his character, but also realize that he is a scumbag. Yeah. So he plays it very well. Yeah. He he's a you know he's a mean scumbag. Yeah. Stuff, but he but he he delivers it correctly. But it's also not like like when when was it Bobby Peter I can't remember which one comes to him and is like hey. Yeah. Uh, you know how do I, I want to be an explorer like you? And he's like, "Don't take crap. You got to lie, cheat, and steal." Yeah, it doesn't feel mean. It feels he's, you know. He's like, I think he's really trying to give advice. He's yeah. just a shitty person. Yes, and it's so that's what like shitty I don't, person giving I advice. I don't hate him completely because I think he's really trying to give advice yeah. to people and be helpful. Well, that's what I mean. I think that's a hard thing way. to like, and I also think that's a hard thing to portray. Yes. But that's just me. No, I would agree. I, yeah. You know what? I would agree with that. I mm-hmm. think every... That's that's the thing. I think the overall... I think the acting mm-hmm. is very good in this. I just think it's not a great script no. and not a great... What they're working on isn't great. But I think the acting... I have a lot of respect for what they did and how they did it. And, like, I really appreciate the job yeah. that they did. It's also, like, the movie simultaneously is too long and short at the same time. Yeah. Did you feel like that? Well, because it's, there's not, there's not as much there's not, content because yeah. it's like three dance numbers and like <laughs> yeah. a lot of pausing between jokes. It's so really, it is just the length of little one of the content, episodes. but it's yeah. dragged out because of like extra yeah. numbers. And yeah. So is that your favorite part of the movie? Would you would say? The, I'd say the overall is the acting. Yeah. 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 Um, do you think, this movie uh, is just the most. Does it stand on its own? <laughs> here's here's what's here's what's crazy about this movie. This movie doesn't doesn't stand on its own because here's the here's the thing. If you do not know the first movie, that's fine. You can go into this movie, and there's nothing really left over from the first movie mm-hmm. that really drives the plot of this first movie. But if you don't know the Brady Bunch. Which, come on, if you don't know the Brady Bunch, you're kind of like, whatever. But if you don't know the Brady Bunch, you're kind of a little lost. Yeah. Um, But I don't think you need to necessarily watch the first part of the movie, or the first movie, to get this movie. So I don't think it's... Does that make sense? I still think it doesn't... 
and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think it stands on its own. Story. I don't think it, it does. But it's not. It's not because of the first. But movie it's not that because of the first movie. Yeah, yeah. It's because of the TV show. Yeah, that's what's weird. You have to at least have a passing understanding of what the TV show was in order to like get the joke. But my here. guess is, if you were watching a movie called the Brady Bunch sequel, yeah, you chances are have seen. Chances are, but that's know. not what the the question is. The I know, but is. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yes and no. Okay. It's a very weird. I just I say no, yeah. Just because I don't. Not, I say no, and, and not because, like I said, not because of the first movie, but because of the TV show. But we're talking about does it stand on its own from the first movie? I don't not think we've from, ever clarified that. Though. I think we're clarifying right but now. We've never had one that's like. I this don't either. know. Maybe don't say Peter Cetera was in this movie, and I would agree with you. He was. He was, he was not in this movie. He was. He was hanging out with Paul Cetera. Do you notice, like every time we do the five face. questions, it's like the most like we're just arguing. I know it is. Just the mouse. And we're all like, mmm, writing those divorce papers right now. And then we're like, we get done with it. We're like, oh, phew. We made it. Shred that. Shred that. No. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. The, if that's the worst argument we have. Oh, that's be. not. That's nothing. That <laughs> um, Peter does argument. This, does this make you want to watch the first one? Okay, here's the thing. Yes, it makes me want to watch the first one. But that's not one that, that it makes me want to watch. It makes me want to watch that day by day episode. Oh, yeah. Where he is w- watching the Brady Bunch and he falls asleep while he watches it. And he ends up being a Brady, but he's Chuck Brady. Uh, he's one of the Brady kids. Um, and like the other cast members are there. Not all of them, but yeah, uh, most of them are there, like Florence Henderson and uh, the great Robert Reed. Um, so it makes me actually want to watch that more. Yeah. Um, but having said that, I there I have a soft spot for the first movie, and um, I love quoting that movie. So I could watch that any any yeah. day. So yeah, it does. But um, having said that, that doesn't mean I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Anytime soon, but it does make me want to go. Yeah, I watch it. Yeah. You know. Um. It. It does make me want to watch it, no. the first one. It simultaneously does and doesn't. Yeah, but right. Also, like, I'm like, I haven't watched that in forever. Yeah. But, but then, then I'm like, part of me well, is like, are you going to actually enjoy this, dude? Yeah. Like, it's, something talks me out of it. But yeah. and beyond that, though, like, watching this makes me think of these other TV like the yeah. Beverly Hillbillies and, like, uh, you know, Charlie's yeah. Angels and, and things like that. It it's me- like... It's like the shot that's on sale at the, not sale, but like the, the shot of the day at the bar, right? Yeah. You're like, that's an interesting shot. Should I buy that? And should I drink that? And then you realize, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. Maybe uh, I but, shouldn't, but, but, it, but it's I, there. But so. I can tell people I, you know, took that shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like on those lines, but yeah. Yeah. Um, would you reboot, continue, or cancel? Um... Uh, two, two of these are fine. You're kind of like, um, I think what you said, building a universe with, um, the Sherwood Swatch universe. Yeah. Is, I'm okay with that. But at that point, you'd have to, at this point, you'd have to start I think over. that they were talking about doing a Gilligan's Island reboot, and everyone was like, no, that's like sacred. But so was Brady Bunch. Yeah. So I'm like, why not? Yeah. So, um, I say... I want to see a Gilligan's Island one, maybe, kind of, in, in they, the vein of that. They have to start over, though, with something. Yeah. Because this is, like, 25 years old at this point. It's... Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, I'm old, big deal, get over it. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> what about you? Um, 
I thought, wouldn't, show it be great if, wouldn't it be great if they made a TV show based off of this? Uh, <laughs> like no. coupling and friends and then friends and then, <laughs> and then, yeah. and then Hairspray and, and then, then back the, and forth. the Broadway version of Hairspray <laughs> it's just, and then the film version of the musical Hairspray that was the based off the, the, film, based off the film Hairspray. Or the, the music or the, the movie producers, which was based off of the <laughs> or musical Or anything Mel Brooks has done off of the with John producers. Waters. Yeah. Um, but no, like I, I kind of like the idea of maybe that universe, but, um, otherwise, unless you're coming at this with something like a very unique take on it. Yeah. Leave it alone. I don't really need it. Like, like step by step was pretty much a reboot. And I (laughs) was like, Ooh, I don't want step by step. Step by step. Day by day. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Remember okay. the other day you were like, step by step. I go, I know. That's my least favorite New Kids on the Block song. <laughs> yes, it's correct. <laughs> uh, whatever happened to the Torkelsons? Anyway, the... Uh, that, they were not the Torkelsons. The Torkelsons were No, they weren't Cheers. the... T- what? Yes. No. Okay. Well, the who Torkels- were they? What who was the lady on Cheers? I thought the Torkelsons were the Cheers. No, who are the Torkelsons? They were on their own show. And the theme song was written by Peter Zendera. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, we are the Torkelsons. Torkelsons. Torkelson, the Torkelsons were not step-by-step. Step. No, they weren't. The, they weren't oh, the, well, I thought you were telling me the Torkelsons were step-by-step. No. No, they were. I can't remember. That's they it. Came it's over. We're done. <laughs> step by step. Almost home. Torkelsons uh, were, uh, was a different show. Yeah, the Torkelsons was a. Okay, different show. <laughs> it's just. I was just naming off shows. Honestly, I think you were the only our podcast that has said Torkelson so much in one minute. Well, we said it. We said it three times. Besides so, the Torkelson, so besides the Torkelson podcast. <laughs> Talking Torkelsons. Talkin <laughs> Check it to out. Talking Torkelsons. Welcome back to Talking Torkelsons. We said it too much. Connie Ray from. <laughs> like, how was she in it? <laughs> Connie Ray? Yeah. Yeah, she was Millicent Torkelson. I've never watched the Torkelsons. Yeah, she was. What, like, were, what, were the, what was it? Like a home kind of like sitcom, like a family sitcom? Yeah, it was a. It was a. It wasn't a TGIF though, though, was it? Like, it was on NBC. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, no. I was more of an ABC. Yeah. 90s kid, not. No, there 90s. was a kid who, in my mind, I can't remember. I don't think I can remember what he actually looks like. Um, but then you look oh, at you see him and Lee you're Michael like, Norris is the kid's name. Lee Norris. Okay. He, uh, in my head, he looks like. Andrew or like Jonathan Lipnicki but I know <laughs> yes but yeah, I, I know the kid from the t- I know kid. the Torkelsons now yeah. yeah 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 or yeah like like if Skeeter the Muppet came to life yeah as a, as a kid he was in Zodiac he was in Zodiac oh my god the yeah. Torkelson kid was in Zodiac yeah, he was a couple he of played Ted Cruz didn't he <laughs> yes that was him he was in a bunch of episodes of Girl Meets World, too. Oh, the new, the reboot? Okay, yep. but we're doing this movie. We're doing five questions. I'm sorry, what now? 
So yeah, the, uh, you, don't, you say don't reboot. No, it's, unless it's something real, real yeah. unique and special and don't worry about we it. We don't even care. We're just talking about the Torque. It's talking Torkelson. Also, also, you know, I think not reboot because like, I think this movie, despite like, hey, like two or three, like really 90s doubt characters. Yeah. Like, I was just like, when did they make this? Because I thought it was in 2000. And Do you so, know like, what? I kind of was like that, too, because it didn't feel like it was 90s. No. But that's the thing. There's so much time is spent in the Brady Even when they went to the mall, like, they were going to a, a vintage mall. Or the, yeah. A vintage uh, store. clothing store. Yeah. So, it, like, yeah. it almost feels a little timeless because of it. Because, I mean, it's it's purposely out. Yeah, i give you that. Except so, the comedy. but So, yeah. like, it doesn't... Like, I'm not like, ooh, this needs an update. Yeah, there wasn't even, like, the the comedy wasn't even, like, topical. No. Do you know what I mean? No, not really. Like, there wasn't, like, like a Bill Clinton joke. You can put a a wire into your TV and get 50-plus channels. (laughs) Can't pull one over on me. Cable. I'm like... That was your joke? That was probably the only 90s (laughs) joke there was. But it's not even 90s. You got that now. Yeah, I know, but, you know. Um, Okay. So... Okay, groovy daddy O. What is that? One word to three words? No, Gro- that's groovy. two. Groovy okay, groovy daddy O. Yeah, because it's groovy daddy O. Okay. At uh, this that, point, I just want to talk Torkelsons. Talking Torkelsons. You know, at, that, at this point. Welcome to our first episode of Talking Torkelsons. This episode one thirty nine of the Deuce Podcast turned into Talking Torkelsons. Episode one. Welcome. Welcome our host Carolyn Ray. Said no one ever. Said no one ever. Connie Ray. Connie Ray, sorry. Uh, oof, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. See, I said Carolyn Ray. It's Connie Ray. Yeah. You said Peter Cetera. So, yeah. Some of these folks are going to be real hard to get back. Uh, oh, Jason Marsden was in that, too. Um, he was in everything. And Brittany Murphy. Seriously. Again, someone who was in everything. Yeah, right. Like, seriously, just name a show in the 90s. They were probably on it or guest starred. Family Matters? They were on it. Brittany Murphy was probably on it. <laughs> well, she, Yes. Now I'm questioning myself. Was she, she played Steve Arkell's, like, lab partner. Stefan Arkell's? Yes. I don't know. I'm just making it His all up. His suave alter ego went to the machine. I created a duplicate. Uh, well, so um, I think you've been deuced on this one. Or do you want your two questions? Do I want my two words? Nah, you don't want your two words, do you? Far out. Far out. Why? Because you just want to talk to Orkelsons. I want to talk to... Because we we got real far out from our original We did. So welcome to the first episode of 2021. And if you've realized, it it is as screwed up as the year has been of the first (laughs) nine days of 2021. So, uh, again, uh, play, uh, be safe. Welcome to December 40th of... Well, yes. Welcome to December 40th of 2020. Um, where can people find us, Jeremy? Uh, people can find us uh, cowering in our bunkers. Talking Torkelson. Talking while we talk Torkelson. While we watch all of Tor- I'm I'm streaming Torkelson's right now. <laughs> streaming Torkelson's. That's, like, that's a medical I actually condition. thought, like, when I was younger, I thought the Gremlins... And Torkel, like I thought, Torkelsons was like, like the, the I don't know, like the, the Brazilian, you know, Torkelsons was like the Brazilian, yeah, the uh, Gremlins. Those, the, the, you know what I mean? Yeah, the Portuguese Gremlins. Yeah, the or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't feed a Torkelson after midnight. Well, they do say that it turns into because craft services isn't available. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> people can find us. 
<laughs> uh, people can find us at Apple Podcasts. They can find us on Google Play. If they want. Yes. Uh, they can find us at thedeucepodcast.podbean.com. Um, most, you know, kind of podcatcher. Yes. Uh, you can find us at... Uh, no Phony. Us, yeah, the nophonynetwork.com. So uh, we're part of the No Phony Podcast Network. And so there's uh, ourselves... And numerous other shows, whether you want to, something from sketch comedy, something about uh, like literature, people eating politics, cereal and talking to each yeah, other, people who are eating cereal and just talking radio about plays, things of the day. Yes, radio plays. We have uh, uh, crazy whatever shows. Yeah, who knows? We got all sorts of stuff out there mm. right now. So people uh, eating macaroni and cheese and talking about MacGyver. That's true. Talking Torkelson on Mac. Yeah, they they, they uh. We have uh, Coyote Bluff is the big uh, audio drama that a lot of people in the group helped to put together. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely go check all that out in addition to our show. Uh, that's nophonynetwork.com. Uh, otherwise, you can also get us on Facebook and Twitter. So do all those things. Uh, and uh, what are we going to do for your pick? Do you want to say or do you want to keep it a secret? Well, I was thinking of an idea. But I the Omen 2 it. was already taken. <clears throat> but what? <laughs> Nothing. Um, but now I'm debating it a little bit. So really? Why are you debating it? Don't. I'll watch it. What you were talking about, I'll watch it. Oh, no. Now I'm thinking of something else. Oh, please. Okay, good. I'm worried now. <laughs> but uh, So stay tuned for that. And then we're going to also have a, a special. We're going to start trying to get some uh, guests back on. We haven't had a guest in a while. So um, look forward to that at the end of the month. Uh, uh, we're going to do um, a special episode, you would yeah. say. Yeah. And uh, we'll just leave it at that. Mysteries, you're going to have to tune in to find out. Yes. Other than that, remember, folks, be safe out there. Don't be an idiot. Wear a mask. Don't storm Capitol buildings. And please remember, the sequel is king. Let it grow.